Welcome to episode 137 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you, of course, your weekly Wisconsin sports show here during halftime of Sunday night football. Yes, uh, 17 to 10 is the Philly Miami. What a game so far! But we're here to talk about Wisconsin sports. So we'll get into that. But again, I'll, I'll run through what's going on here. Myself, Drew Skyberg. Today, we're going to be, of course, discussing, discussing that disgusting performance in Denver for Green Bay. Boy, picking a player of the game was brutal um, on that. But then also, we'll be going through the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. I was hoping to have someone on, just didn't work out again with scheduling, um, doing a Bucks season preview. I'll run, I'll get the rundown. We'll talk about the last preseason game for the Milwaukee Bucks against Memphis took place on Friday. We'll run through those, but otherwise that's, that's going to be the main slate here. We're going to preview week eight, right? For the Packers facing Minnesota at home. Um, otherwise just some announcements before we start Instagram X and TikTok at drew sports crew. You all know the drill Facebook and YouTube Drew's sports crew. Um, also with the NBA season starting, here comes the NBA power rankings and the Milwaukee Bucks prediction challenge. They will return for a second season and they will debut uh, tomorrow. Um, one of them will. Um, it'll be probably the power rankings first. Want to have those out and just hint, hint. Bucks are number one. Um, we'll see what people in the comments think. It's always interesting to see those differing views. I'm going to get the Boston should be one. Denver should be one. Um, why is LA so low? You know, like the, the classics, where's Philly? Um, you know, like why are they low? Whatever. Um, you all know the drill for that. Then the Bucks prediction challenge. Yes. Is going to be another one that will be of course coming out. I'll have that Tuesday with the Bucks season opener Thursday. It's crazy. how we're already there. Um, I'll also talk a little bit about, I guess today to the scrimmage. I saw a little bit of clips. It was interesting. Um, I've been to one of those before. I don't know. You know, it's it's a, it's a scrimmage. You know, it's 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 fun. It's entertaining. It's engaging for the fans. They had five dollar tickets, um, in their student rush program, I believe. So just a great experience. You know, nonetheless. Uh, going through other announcements, again, I have a Wisconsin Sports Spotlight guest who's coming on. Um, you know, a, a well, a very 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 great official, um, for w, the WIA. Who I'm just working. We're working on time here. Um. Was hoping for this week. Unfortunately, as you know, that's not the case. Um, I'm looking now with the NBA season starting. I'll, I'm gonna for off weeks of the Wisconsin Sports Spotlight. We're gonna bring back the basketball crew, right? I want to still bring back some of the betting content, and it's gonna be fun, right? I always love previewing those basketball slates. The one frustrating thing is those those game time decisions, those last minute scratches. I'm hoping we're gonna have those reduced this year. Um, with the 65 game minimum requirement now for players to be eligible for awards and such. But the point is that I want, right. I want to make sure bringing again, high quality episodes. I talked about this last week that that comes, you know, to why just waiting on these guests. Like I have some guests lined up, but I don't want to schedule too far in advance. So I'm just working on getting these episodes in and we'll roll from there. Um, but that, that's what's up with that. The Wisconsin Sports Spotlight was not just a one and done. Um, it's There's going to be reoccurring.
great episodes more on a bi-weekly basis um and there's guests lined up i assure you that um i'm really excited i already have some of the, the graphics and stuff made for it um it's gonna be a great great interview great guest great episode and i'll just keep your keep your eyes out for that at true sports crew um again i'll be posting like hey when we live in 20 30 minutes with so and so um I like to just give you I'll, I'll give more of a reminder but the point is i'll give a give a notice uh, so that's announcement wise journey to a million wednesday at four you know the drill um it was a rough week i think it's gonna be a rough week for um player or slash team picks at least on my end um i did i did the cup the cup stafford or stafford cup stack and i or no i had love and love and musgrave it was terrible um not a good, not a good stack for me. Um, was banking on Denver's, uh, which this is the transition here going to player picks. Talking, I had Love and Musgrave, right? I it, that stack again in six point per passing touchdown did okay, but um, of course on the quarterback side, I thought, like I was just chatting with people. I'm like, I think, I think Jay Love is the player of the game. I think he's gonna be the player. This was. This was um, after that uh, tip drill touchdown pass we'll talk about. Um, I was like, he's going to be player of the game. And then, oh, oh boy. And then he wasn't. Um, let's go through that game. So now we're getting into the episode. The Green Bay Packers right off their week six bye for week seven have a gift uh, a gift being uh, a game in against the denver broncos the the before one but one in five denver broncos a team that has given up 70 points one of the worst defenses in all of football a team that looked lost they were 0-3 at home prior to this game uh, packers were favorited um by like espn some other things and it was like okay they came in with a 60.1 percent win probability per espn that kind of paints right the picture of how this game goes for Green Bay, right? There's expectation to win. And yeah, I mean, to start, offense is, is flat. Um, I mean, that's really how I'd sum it up um, going through how it went. And then if we kind of just go through some of those, this, how, we, how, we, how we got to the score, right? Um, right. The first quarter came in Denver. I mean, right, they had a nice, it was 11 play, 62 yard drive, six and a half minutes off the clock to start the game. They go up three to nothing. It's like, okay, Packers get a stop. It could have been worse. Uh, thinking they, they put up six there or potentially seven, right? And then right, Packers gets the ball, nothing, right? Nothing goes. And the defense holds them to another field goal. That was, I mean, they had 11 play, 70 yard drive for 417 that they took off the clock. They go up six, nothing. Anders Carlson misses a field goal. Um, then unfortunately, but then we get Will Lutz a 35 yarder before half pushes it nine, nothing Denver at half was the score. Packers offense was nowhere to be seen. Aaron Jones, although active, um, it felt was nowhere to be seen as well. Packers down some starters on defense, Campbell, and then also at Jair Alexander as well. Okay. So Packers down nine, nothing half. It's like the offense isn't there. Um, Frustrating is well is is just a simple word. The offense seems almost vanilla is how I explain it. Like there's it's just being it's plain. I mean it's it the ball 
didn't, it doesn't feel like we're fitting Jordan Love's, you know, play style per se. Um, I'll get in that here in the second half, right? Um, and it also could be a little bit on the quarterback, right? I mean, that's something we have we have acknowledged. Going here in the third quarter, though, Anders Carlson, a twelve um, caps off the twelve play, sixty four yard drive with a twenty nine yard field goal, puts the Packers on the board nine three. Cortland Sutton then gives the Broncos a nice 13-point lead with an 18-yard touchdown reception from Russell Wilson. 16-3, right? Romeo Dobbs then gets the Packers with their first touchdown of the game. 16-10, Anders Carlson kicked that extra point. It was good. And that was a really smooth nine-play, 75-yard drive. Then the fourth quarter, the Jaden Reed tip drill touchdown reception from Jordan Love. Um it was an interesting play there. 17-16 Packers go up. Lutz gets a 52-yarder with 3.50 left. 19-17 Packers then get the ball back with a chance to hit a game-winning field goal. Um, that does not – that chance we do not get to. Going through that well, – that just, just that drive overall. I mean, the moment where I was like, okay, regardless win or lose, A.J. Dillon, you know, is going to be your player of the game. And looking – in hindsight, you know, like when I say looking in hindsight here, like looking just a few weeks back, not even the start of the season, a few weeks ago um, with how Dylan performed, I was like, is he going to really have like a role? You know, like, is he going to be getting touches? This was his best game of the season. I mean, hands down um, how he performed today. Again, it was against Denver, I know, but 29-yard reception for Dylan. Uh, the longest play of the game for the Packers came at a great time. Um, and and then we get to the two-minute warning, basically. And then that holding call there on Elton Jenkins ended up being a huge one, making it second and 20. And then right, it was a passing complete. And then we go to third and 20. Okay. And then breaking this play down, right? AJ Dillon open in the flats. Uh, basically, your safety valve here. Um, you're thinking he doesn't get it. I mean, the, the Green Bay's at the 46, so it's like okay, you know, if he even gets 10 yards, it's still gonna be, it's gonna be a, you know a tough field goal. Like like that's not that's not doable. They're gonna probably have to go for it, right? He, you need at least like 15 15 yards or something to make it a shot. It felt, and it was like okay, um, Packers didn't. Did not get that, but the point is Love um, takes a shot downfield, an unnecessary shot. It almost felt downfield um, and into double coverage, picked off. I mean, no, it wasn't even close. That was it. I mean, that was your game. The pack, or then the Broncos did the right thing. They just throwing the ball out of bounds on the fourth down. And there you go. So again, the Denver moves to two and five, gets their first win on at home. Packers moved to one and three on the road. It was just one one of your more frustrating uh, Packer losses. I mean, the first half definitely had Packer fans questioning this offense in general. Um, and I'll, we'll break down the box score, kind of what what was going on. Aaron Jones, a total of eleven touches today, right? Packers ran right around sixty plays. You know, on average, a team usually runs sixty plays or so. I'd say. And um, out of those plays, right, it was 
Leading the way was A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon had a total of 17 touches, right? Two receptions, 15 carries. And look, A.J. Dillon, great, um, you know, a great clubhouse guy, great locker room guy. Um, you know, I I don't know if he's this the, the weapon that should be utilized most in this offense. And I say I don't know. I know. I know he's not. Um I think that's kind of where we start here. You know, definitely. I mean, it starts with, with Jordan Love. I mean, going go on there, how he performed today, two touchdowns, one interception, 21 of 31, 180 yards. Um, and it came down, you know, for him, it was, there's a few decisions there. It was like a um, few throws, but really, I mean, it's that interception that, that ruins his day. You know, quite frankly, uh, he, he did, you know, he, he played okay. Um, I, I don't want to say he did. He did like enough, like to for this, this team to win. He did okay, you know. Um, I think it's been a stretch for Jordan Love the last four games, three games or so. It hasn't been, hasn't played great. You know, hasn't played to the standards that we 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 saw the first few games. And I think that's that's something. Just looking at this team, you know, realizing we're gonna have to run the ball more, and that's where you see them run to the ball twenty nine times this game. Uh, again, Dylan averaging four point one a carry. Okay, um, Jones four point four. Like, there's got to be more in this offense. When I when I say vanilla, Dylan just running the ball up the gut or running counters is a, isn't gonna be enough for this offense. Uh, Dylan doesn't have that breakaway speed. Um, you know, he's he's almost struggling to break through the first level, and then from there he doesn't have the breakaway speed to break the second level. That's where we saw that 15 yard long run he had, and then also he had a 29 yard long reception you know that there were some flashes today i know it was against denver but things like that made it look very nice for green bay today on the receiving side i I know this is where a lot of frustration stems for packer fans uh jones three for 22 watson three for 27 your two top weapons per se you know like definitely um having limited roles in this offense uh and you know they that denver secondary is not bad for whatsoever um, so, like, definitely that's something to, to note. Uh, but just wanted to highlight that. Um, A.J. Dillon leading the team in receiving yards and rushing yards. <sighs> Sums up your day. You're not going to win if that's the case. Uh, Musgrave, unfortunately, takes that heavy hit. Um, ejectable, I, I guess I should say, flagrant hit. Uh, not not basketball, though, right? But an unsportsmanlike hit per se. Four for thirty was Musgrave today. Definitely had a good role in the offense as I anticipated. A healthy target share, but definitely just frustrating to see. Uh, he's been he's been a great player and will continue and we'll we'll just continue to progress. I feel. Otherwise, right? I mean, Musgrave had the team in reception. Stobbs was two for thirty with the touchdown. Watson might be hurt again. You know, this Packers. This is a rough. A rough game count out of. I mean, really rough. Um, definitely had higher expectations than this. I, I paint the picture for you. Packers were favored to win this game, you know, um, and just frustrating how it turned up. Um, one thing, though, for the defense, uh, not really creating those turnovers was an issue. Only having one sack was Preston Smith having that jersey sack. I mean, it was not really a sack, kind of. But not getting those turnovers was, I'd say, definitely – of note for this team. Um, that's something we definitely need to see from the screen defense. And 
you just wonder if there's going to be a coaching change uh, midseason. Not not a head coach. I'm not not saying that by any means. I'm just saying like right, we talked about Joe Barry for here for a few weeks. Um, and I know Packer fans are calling for it across the world. Um, uh, just the change at the defensive helm. I don't know if we're there yet. And right after giving up 19 points, it's like, why are you calling for one? Uh, just schematically, right? How we've seen things turn up. Uh, Adams, uh, Devontae Adams being on Preston Smith for a play um, in, in a game prior, right? Against Vegas. But in this game, it's just, right? Got to get stops. You know, and Green Bay did in the red zone, which was good, but got to get turnovers with it. Um, Definitely to help the offense out. I mean, now Green Bay City again, two and four, uh, tied, really tied for second um, in the NFC North. Uh, Dallas, not the Dallas, Detroit. Just wow, what a what a brutal game for them today. But um, I mean, Minnesota, if they win tomorrow, they'll be they'll have sole possession of second place. If they lose, Green Bay will have sole possession in what has been an ugly bottom three in the NFC North so far in 2023. Um, with again Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota just not living up to expectations. Maybe Chicago is, you know, but like Green Bay and Minnesota each respectively not living up to those expectations. Um, so I'd say that that's kind of where I'd point to. I'm just wondering, you know, again with this Green Bay team, previewing week eight against a Minnesota. Minnesota's coming off a short week, playing Monday night to play Green Bay in Lambeau. Um, you definitely. I mean, the expectation there for Green Bay, it, it's there. I mean, you anticipate Green Bay winning that game. No Justin Jefferson for Minnesota. Uh, and again, they have a shortened week. You know, there, there's an expectation there with that Packers squad to come out with a win. Um, I want to look at what they're, what they are, that game is looking at right now in terms of predictions or the line for it. And again, this game's next Sunday at noon on Fox. Vikings right now are giving it like a 55% chance to win Green Bay. The line right now, minus one and a half. So that's what we're looking at. But again, I know it's early. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this eight eight weeks, or really eight weeks, really a week in advance. Um, and I can tell you what we're watching right now. Uh, Devondre Campbell. I mean, these are the guys who are going to be probably working them out this week, and we will. Uh, Devondre Campbell, Darnell, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes, Dante Wyatt, and Luke Musgrave are the guys uh, we're going to monitor um, in this one. Um, as I look at today, um, I mentioned I'll add Christian Watson too. Um, we just saw at the end of the game um, today uh, some questions on whether he will be back or not um, just with that injury he incurred at the end um and again jair we anticipate being back i think and he was out with his back um is what we'll be watching and um stokes also is one we'll be watching i mean just overall like these guys um you notice it's a lot in defense uh, defensive tackle, cornerback, safety, corner, linebacker. You know, just reading off positions. It, the, the defense is hurting. Definitely need some guys back. Um, and it's just frustrating to see. That's going to wrap up the football talk. Let's go over to basketball. Let's talk about well, the Milwaukee Bucks here. The season 
kickoff is coming here soon, Thursday, October 26th, at home versus Philly. The first two games for them will be out at home, 6.30 p.m. on TNT, and then on Sunday, 6 p.m. on Valley Sports Wisconsin. (laughs) Those are your two games this week. The prediction challenge again. I like the Bucks in both those matchups at home. I'm worried about the back-to-back already. So they have a back-to-back already from Sunday to Monday. It's Atlanta to Miami. They're both at home, but that Miami game scares me next Monday the 30th. Uh, so it's just cool to see the season kicking off. I, I'm, I'm excited for NBA basketball to return. I mean, I, aren't we all? Uh, just something to pick us up after the Brewers' uh, disappointing ending. Uh, definitely a great, great thing to have. Uh, but talking through the depth of the team, what we saw in the last and final preseason game um, on the Bucks side was a 124-116 victory over Memphis. Giannis played a lot, which was good to see. Um, definitely happy seeing him with 26 points, 12 of 18 from the field. It was really good to just get him out there for good minutes. And 27 minutes, that was. Damian Lillard played 27. Still haven't hasn't had that big game, um, but he was 2 for 9 from 3. 19 points. He, he did okay. You know, he had four turnovers, though. Three fouls. Giannis had four turnovers as well. Milton didn't play well. Uh, that's a concern we still have. Lopez did solid. Malik Beasley is definitely going to be like a guy who, when he's in rhythm, is going to make a great impact for this Buck squad. Otherwise, I mean, the questions come from a few guys, and it, it starts with Robin Lopez. I don't know what role he's going to have with this team. Um, he had four offensive rebounds on on Friday, but, oh, it's going to be rough. I mean, the backup center position is going to be a rough one for this team. I think that wasn't the right signing. I know the rapport with the brother and him returning was was cool, but I don't know. It's I'm skeptical, and I will remain skeptical. Um, however, just how they brought in Beasley, I love that. Crowder, he still is getting minutes. This is great. Um, eight points there. Uh, with, I need a plus 15, plus minus. Bochamp, who is 7 for 9, 4 for 5 from 3, could not miss, had 18. Thanasis, um, he put up 6 points with it, but A.J. Green was 3 for 6 from 3, and then he finished again with those 9 points. So just overall, I think, with this with this Bucks team, we saw the bench guys step up in this one, which is kind of what you want. Um Right, because that's that's what we expect from this, you know, in preseason. Uh, but again, the big news this week was with Terry Stotts, um, former Trailblazer coach too, um, resigning from a, the assistant coach spot. Um, ended up being a weird time timing, just so close to the season. Uh, the report was more of regarding just um, after practice, a few like just last week, um, just with. Um, Adrian Griffin, why I talked to the coaches and just a disagreement with or Stotts was walking the other way. It just it seemed kind of weird how the story was broken down. I'm not too sure. Um, on there again, there's more on the Terry Stotts side that I feel we don't know, right? It was his personal decision. We don't know too much. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna probably learn more as time you know goes on. I feel, but definitely a weird one. Um, not one you expected to see. You know, just last week even so. Monitoring that, um, but had to make note of that because that was definitely a surprise for me. Uh, checking that out, la- or a few just a few days ago, seeing that. But 
feels like the starting five, you know, uh, Malik Beasley is going to get that spot or Jay Crowder, uh, depending on how they want to go, depending on how Middleton is. I think if Middleton doesn't go, I think it's, you know, when I say Middleton, if he's going to have a night off or it's going to be Lillard, Beasley, Crowder, Giannis, and Lopez. Right now, I think it's going to be Dame, Malik Beasley, Chris Middleton, Giannis. And it's kind of what we expected. We expected Beasley or Crowder. At least that's what I expected. A lot of people had Connaughton in the mix there, but I think Crowder's going to get like 25 minutes an eye off the bench to start here, 2025. Same with Pat Connaughton. A campaign's not going to factor as much as we thought. But credit Ty Ty Washington. That's a guy I haven't mentioned yet, who off the bench provides good length. Um, Definitely a great, great court vision, uh, passing ability off the bench. He's going to be a solid bench guard. I mean, could definitely lead the, the, the reserve offense, and definitely would mesh well with, you know, if Giannis is out there with some of the reserves. Um, could feel feel that might be a good thing to watch. I'm just excited to see more in regular season action. Preseason doesn't really help us analyze a lot of the game, unfortunately, because right based on these last few games, Damian Lillard. Is not a great NBA player, but we know that's not that's not true. So, just things like that is what I want to keep monitoring. But overall, the squad, right? I mentioned the starting five, your reserves. I anticipate we're gonna see. We might see pain work in there more, but it's gonna be it's gonna be Connaughton, it's gonna be Bochamp, it's gonna be Crowder, Bobby Portis, uh, maybe. And that's if they want to go big. It's gonna be Lopez, but mostly Portis is gonna work in there. Uh, Tata Washington and AJ Green are going to see some minutes in games either near the end or where someone's not doing great and they need a pick-me-up. Those guys are going to get in. Then also Lindell Wigginton. I think he's going to have a spot. That's going to be working in there. And, of course, Thanasis is your last guy. Iconic. But that's how the offense or the, the roster is going to shape out. The, right, Some guys who we saw in the preseason unfortunately got waived including Amari Moore. That's a guy we saw in the summer league. Also, Drew Timmy, right? You know him from Gonzaga. There he is. Um, and then a few others as well. But I mean, those are the main guys who, uh, the, the notable ones who got that. Uh, Marcus Bolden, a center who was working in, um, who's working on the preseason a little bit. I think a big driver of this, this was announced yesterday, it's due to Lopez's performance. I think Marcus Marcus Bolden's gonna give get a shot here to a contract with Milwaukee. Um, he's gonna be working with the herd up at Oshkosh, but also we're gonna see him here in Milwaukee working with the squad. It's gonna be an interesting mix here. But that's what I have to report on here. Um, comment your thoughts, kind of how you all are feeling that, of course, on that down below. Um but otherwise, that's all I have here. I'm excited for this week, right? We have Packers are going to get some well-deserved rest throughout this week. Um, I say well-deserved rest, but like well-needed rest. How about that? I don't know if it's deserved based on today's performance uh, to hopefully bring bring that win there next week. Looking forward to more Brewers news. Um, excited to report hopefully more on the ballpark if we can get more there um, and some free agency stuff and overall how that's going. Otherwise, right, it's basketball season, right? You see the fear of the deer flag near the back. I have the Packer colors going on. I sell the Brewers flag up. Uh, that's going to stay. But otherwise, that's going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skybrick, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.